It's not because we don't have miracles. We have it as much as anybody else. But it's not for sure. Even in my house, I pray for my wife, I pray for my children. They experience miracles instantly. It's not for sure. A problem has been solved. We give God all the glory, but my focus is to teach you. Miracles do not establish anybody. You can experience miracles and go to hell. It is the word that establishes you. Verse 14. And deceived them. Those signs and deceived them that dwell on the earth by means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. It's like the way we put the picture of Christ and crucifix around churches. He said make the image of the beast. Serious imitation. But what did he use to deceive people? Those miracles that he did. If you are a follower of miracle, you are deceivable. Simple. Verse 15. Let, let me finish that. And he had power to give life to the image of the beast. That the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Now I'm getting to where I'm getting to. If you, if you miss the rapture, life will be unbearable if you ever want to still come to heaven. It doesn't mean that anybody that misses the rapture will automatically not go to heaven. But it will be extremely difficult, if not impossible. Hello? It will be extremely difficult. Life will be on. He will say, if you won't worship the beast, you'll be killed right away. That is why now that you have the liberty to worship God, worship him plenty. Worship him enough. Worship him well. So that when the rapture happens, you're taken. You will not experience this. I thought I would get a good amen. I, I thought I'm talking to people whose names are in the book of life. Glory to God. When the Antichrist arises, men will be forced into false religion. Take note of that. When the Antichrist arises, men will be forced to receive an eternal and damnable mark in their bodies. Read verse 16. Put verse 16 for me. Verse 16. Are we ready? One, two, go, everybody. And they cursed all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. Verse 17. And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name you will have money in the bank and you will have no right to collect your money because you don't have the mark 
he will cause all that do that day people will slot their card into atm and the atm will not pay you and as you take your card to go somebody will say excuse me ma'am do you have the mark you say no they say follow us you say no no, no i'm not following anywhere they will drag you You will have no right to live in the house you built if you don't have the mark. No more tithe. No more offering. So why don't you do it now? Hello? But people always focus on 666. Let's read verse 18. Here is wisdom. Let him that had understanding count the number of the beast for it is the number of a man and his number is 600 three score and six that's 666 go back to verse 17 666 is one of them hello in verse 17 the bible said that, that no man might buy or sell save he that had number one the mark or means another alternative the name of the beast. The question is, what is the name of the beast? I don't even know. I don't even know. You don't even know what the name is. So when people develop slangs, you don't know where they are coming from. Instead of, oh my God, they are not saying, oh my gosh. Instead of Jesus, they are not saying, Jesus. Oh, there's another one now. Jesus. C-H-I-S-O-S And people are experts in copying what looks funky and trendy Without asking where is it coming from Big brother Africa Who is the big brother? Who puts down 25 million Around this time now is 60 million naira For people to live in a house Commit fornication Talk nonsense And suddenly there's a winner 60 million Who does that? The same way the big brother Talks to the housemates Telepathically The same way the antichrist Will be talking to the whole world Telepathically Be careful what it takes to sell your soul. It's very small. I said yesterday, I don't have problems ordinarily with being trendy. But my question about tattoo is this. Why do you want to write something on your body? If you were born with that thing on your body, your parents would probably look for surgery. And please hear me and hear me well. I am not saying that tattoo that is going on now is the mark of the beast or the name of the beast or the number of his name because there are three. But what I'm saying is I believe it's part of the indoctrination and orientation process. To get human beings already used to writing things in their body. So that when the Antichrist shows up and requests that your number for your bank account and your driving license be written on your hand or on your forehead, you wouldn't have problem with that because people have been doing tattoos. 
And I have got information. A brother in our church that works in a bank. In one of our branches. I wouldn't like to call where. In order not to implicate the brother. Had some young men. Who come, he was in charge of the forex department of the bank. He had some young men who comes all the time to collect. I told you the story in Malaysia. That, that comes to collect money from the bank in foreign exchange. So this brother, they collect good money. Some of them $50,000 a month. Three, three days. This brother got interested and said, oh boy, the business owner they do where they yield this kind of money. Please bring me in. They say, no, don't worry. They dribbled him for a while. One day they told him, okay, we can help you. What is it? What do you do? They said, we are just members of Illuminati. That's why we are paid. He said he wanted to prove them. He said, okay, if I want to join, how do I do it? They said, nothing. Just, they will show you how to get the form online. You fill it. You post it. Then they will show you where to go and do tattoo." They will not tell you what to do. If you like, put cross. If you like, put your father's name. But the only thing they will choose is where you will do it. The moment you do that, cash start flowing. I told you people in this church about a man of God that I met. And the bishop in America was asking him that if you join our group, we are a group that is helping churches, we'll be paying you some thousands of dollars in a month. I told you this story before. And this man of God said he prayed about it, but he had no peace in his spirit. So when I came to preach for them, he decided to ask me about it, and I told him it's Illuminati. And I told him this story, and we checked it out and found out this is that man of God. Man of God, am I correct, sir? I'm not telling you fables. There is going to be the mark of the beast. There is going to be the name of the beast. And there is going to be the number of his name. It is the number of his name that is 666. We do not know what is going to be the name. We do not know what is going to be the mark. You say, Pastor, what do I do if I have already done tattoo? Stop doing anymore. Stop. Stop. God is not going to condemn you for the one you've done. It's not yet the mark of the beast because the Antichrist haven't taken over. But don't get used to that. Finally, since it's like this, what do I do? What's the remedy? The only remedy is to have your name written in the Lamb's book of life. Let's go back to verse 18, verse 8. Revelation 3, verse 8. I, I don't have time to describe for you the suffering humanity will suffer when the Antichrist takes over. The torment, the horror, the dehumanization. This one, your sinful and he hates men, they will carry a woman into their camp, rape the woman the woman is bleeding they will use sand and pour to stop the bleeding these are child's play compared to it's all experimentation it's all experimentation when the antichrist arise 
the torment. It's because the devil's mission is use anything that will make them surrender and bow and receive the mark. You are able to endure hunger. They will put a hot knife in fire and threaten to use it to pluck out your eye if you don't stretch your hand for the mark. Why don't you just clean up, sit up, serve God well, get raptured, and save yourself that. Revelation, no, 13, 8. Not 3, 8, 13, 8, please. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So the only escape is have your name in the book of life. Look at your name and say, is your name in the book of life? You didn't ask that question the way I would have wanted you to. Okay, say it another way so that your neighbor will not be afraid. Say, make sure your name is in the book of life. For that to happen, number one, you must be saved. You must be born again. You must be a child of God. You must give your life to Jesus. The book of life belongs to the lamb. If the lamb doesn't put your name there, your name cannot be there. If he puts your name there, nobody except you and him can remove your name. Number two, you must be sanctified. Pastor Philip touched that. I'm not going to go back to it. You must be sanctified. Number three, you must love the truth. You must love the truth. Everybody say, love the truth. Why? Because as painful as the truth is, the truth keeps you under check. Look at a man in the stature of Pastor Philip Binijesu. And he was telling us yesterday, he said sometimes, you know, on Friday, he said sometimes he goes to take my message, listen to them just to check himself again. And yet there are people I'm preaching to and they're getting offended at me. Isn't that crazy? Love the truth. Don't look for a church where they will tell you sweet swollen words of big swollen words of vanity. Where they will tell you vain janglings and tell you sweet nothing. Love the truth. Even if it's hurting you, love it. Swallow it. When you finish hearing the truth in Lord of us on Sunday morning, as bitter as it is when you get home, drink water. Swallow it down. A man of God said many years ago, it's better for me that you slap me into heaven than you pet me into hell. Don't pet me into hell, I beg you. You are telling me to come to heaven, I'm facing hell. You are begging me, I know here. If you want to slap me, slap me. If you want to punch me, punch me. If you want to flog me, flog me. If you want to beat me, beat me, but just get me into heaven. Because if I land in hell, the torment of demons, the torment of the worms that never die, the torment of the fire and brimstones in the lake of fire is nothing compared to the hurt of that truth you're running from. Love the truth. Hold on to the truth. Run from anyone, any preacher, any church that is not preaching the truth to you. Run from any church where you stay for five years. It's all about three keys to prosperity. Two, five steps to success. Ten steps to getting to the top. Three ladders to, to, to promotion. For five years, you haven't heard about heaven. You haven't heard about hell. You haven't heard about rapture. Run for your life. Run. 
Jesus is a finance house. It's not a church. 32 strategies of family breakthrough. 21 keys of supernatural monkey deliverance. I saw one program one day I could not believe my eyes snake in the monkey shadow. I said, Chineke, that's a Chinese film I watched when I was a child. It doesn't mean that rapture and hell and heaven is all we will preach every day. But five years you haven't had it run. Be careful with the church that is so concerned about crowd that they won't speak the truth. Don't let anybody use you to count his success while your soul is on the way to hell. Don't let anybody do that to you. They are counting we are 60,000, we are 50,000, we are 5,000, we are 10,000. And to achieve that 10,000, they hide the truth. Don't look, look, look. No pastor died for you. Do you understand what I'm talking about? The only person that died for you, his name is Jesus Christ, the son of God. Don't let anybody use you to count number and grow success. Collect your tithes and offering and doesn't tell you the truth. And let me warn you, don't be their candidate. Let me warn you, if, if, if you die and go to hell, if they repent of the deception they've deceived you, they will still go to heaven. Hello. Love the truth. Tell your neighbor, love the truth. Avoid everything that defiles. Avoid everything that works abomination. Avoid everything that makes a lie. Pastor Philip showed us that, so we don't have to worry about that again. Number six, don't wander after the beast. Don't let anything the world has carry you away. I am not interested in what you're offering. I'm interested in the God that is making you offer it. Hello? Number seven. Don't add to the word of God and don't subtract from it. Don't add to the word of God. I've heard people, when you try to tell them the Bible says, they say the same Bible says, heaven help those who help themselves. It is not in the Bible. Many years ago when I was a new convert, I was trying to preach to somebody and, and the person, you know, I didn't know that you just preach Christ to the world. It's when they get saved, you start teaching holiness and all that. I tried to preach to the person and I tried to tell the person, stop drinking alcohol. He said, but the same Bible says we should drink alcohol for the belly's sake. The Bible didn't say drink alcohol for the belly's sake. What Paul said to Timothy is use no longer water, but a little wine. In the Bible, when you hear wine, it's talking about non-alcoholic drinks. When the Bible wants to refer to alcohol, it uses strong drink. When some people want to keep malice, you know the scripture they quote? They say the Bible says, if your hand will make you go to hell, cut it off. Don't add to the word of God. Don't remove from it. Don't twist it to suit what you want. Believe it the way it is. Even if you're still falling short of the standard, keep crying to God and trusting him to help you one day. Blessed are those that 
thirst and hunger after righteousness for they shall be filled. Don't change it to accommodate your weakness. In the midst of your weakness, hold the word of God. From the word of God, one day strength will come to overcome your weakness. Any pastor you hear on TV or anywhere, and it looks to you like after listening to him, you feel comfortable in your sin. Stop listening to him. He's a prophet of hell. Because there's something about the human heart. What you hear over and over again, even unconsciously, you will start believing. Be sure that your works pleases God. Don't serve God the way you feel is convenient for you. Find out the way he wants you to serve him. People of God, did you hear what I just said? Okay, if your name is in the book of life, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Don't serve God the way it is convenient for you. Find out the way he wants you to serve him and serve him like that. If you don't know, that's why you should come to church to be taught. If you don't know, that's why you should read your Bible. If you don't know, that's why you should ask us. Ask us. Because at the end of the day, the Bible says we are going to be judged every man according to his works. Put Revelation 20.12 up for me. Revelation 20.12, put it up. So everybody can see that. Don't serve God the way it makes you feel happy. The way it makes you feel. Do, can you see the churches of our generation? One hour, 15 minutes, service has closed. People watch football for six hours. What you give more time to, you become like. Jesus did not hold one hour, 15 minutes service. Jesus will preach for three days and do miracles for three minutes. These days we will preach for three minutes and do miracles for three days. Paul preached until midnight. Somebody fell down from window and died. Paul said, wait, service never closed. Are they come? Paul went down and prayed for the man. If you read that scripture where the man didn't rise immediately. He prayed Believed that the man will rise, left the man and went and continued his preaching. Later, the man rose and joined them. Service continued. Give him a clap of praise if you want to give him a clap of praise. Hallelujah. And sometimes, people want us to believe that those of us who spend time in the world, we don't know what we are doing. We know serving ministry. Criminals on pulpit. Praise. Ten minutes. Worship. Five minutes. Testimony. Three hours. No, no, not three hours. Three hours, two services has happened. Testimony, 30 minutes. Offering, 15 minutes. Preaching, 15 minutes. One hour, 15 minutes. We have closed. We are in second service. Where are you rushing to? In your village meeting, do you spend one hour, 15 minutes and rush off? In school, do you spend one hour, 15 minutes and rush off? In the market, in the saloon, in the supermarket in watching football and watching home video 
Even my children in nursery school don't close in 150 minutes. Why are churches roasting souls to hell to count success? Why? Why? And people are blind. They don't know. Eating junks. 15 minutes, the preacher takes microphone. He shouts, he shakes. You say, hallelujah, you get good people. Nah, nah. When trumpets sound, Revelation 2012, read it with me. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. Which is the book of life. Somebody shout the book of life. And the dead were judged out of, the, out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. So this is what's going to happen on judgment day. God will check your works. The way you lived. The way you served him. What you contributed in his kingdom. What you contributed in the church. And he will now open the books and check, is that how you were meant to serve him? Is that how he told you to live? Is that the much he gave you grace to contribute? If the answer is yes, you enter. If the answer is no, lake of fire. Listen to me. Christianity is not a social club where you choose how committed you want to be. Nobody gave me and you that right. He said to a church in Revelation chapter 3, the church of Laodicea, he said because you're lukewarm, you are neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. There's a standard. There's a standard. Strive to meet that standard. Because when the books get opened and you didn't meet that standard, we'll be telling a different story. May that not be you in the name of Jesus. I didn't hear somebody. I said, may that not be you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Finally, the last but not the least, you want to keep your name in the book of life. Labor with us in the ministry. Labor with us. Look at your name and say, labor with us. Walk with us. If you're a member of this church or you choose to be a member after this service, walk with us. Don't stand aloof. Don't behave like the church is Pastor Henry's property. Walk with us. I'll show you in the Bible. Look at him and say, labor. Do some work for Jesus. Do some work. Philippians 4 verse 3. Stand on your feet with that scripture in your hand. Labor with us. Stop being a cold Christian. Stop coming to church once in a while. Let your impact be felt. Let God know that you were part of his church. Let God know that you existed. You had a function. You had a job. You had a duty. Hello. Let God feel you. Look at your name and say, let God feel you. Let God feel your presence in the church. Let's read it together. One, two, go, everybody. And I entreat thee also through yoke fellows. Help those women 
which labor with me which do what which do what labor with me in what in what in the gospel with clement also and with other my fellow laborers whose name through yoke fellows people that all of us are carrying the same yoke of the gospel when we go they go when we stop they stop when we turn they turn when we rise they rise when we bend they bend because we are carrying the same yoke why are you as a church member staying when we are going He said, not only these two yoke fellows, those women that labor with me in the gospel, they work hard alongside us to advance the kingdom. And not only those women, others too, like Clement, who are fellow laborers, because all these people, their names are in the book of life. Jesus said to the church of Ephesus, remember from whence thou art fallen, and repent and do the first works or else I'll come unto thee quickly and take your candlestick out of his place he said in the book of Matthew I hope I'm correct he said he gave a parable he said there is a certain farmer who had a tree that does not bear fruit and he came one day and asked the servant this tree is not bearing fruit let's root it out and the servant said, Master, give it three years. Let's dig it and dunk it. If it bear fruit, well. If it doesn't bear fruit, you can cut it down. In John chapter 15, he said, My father is the husbandman. I am the true vine. Ye are my branches. Every branch of me that beareth fruit, my father prunes it and purges it that it may bring forth much fruit. But every branch of me that beareth not fruit, my father will do what? Cut it off. When you are unfruitful in the kingdom, you stand a chance of even losing your faith. That's why for your name to remain in the book of life, join us in the labor of the gospel. I pray that God will baptize you with sufficient grace to have your name in the book of life to ensure that you live your life in a way that your name will never be removed from the book of life in the name of Jesus lift your hand and say with me in every day with Jesus Christ at Lord of Hosts Lives are transformed in every way. Sorrow is turned into laughter. The saints are renewed every day. The sick are healed. The captives are set free. The troubled and the afflicted become triumphant and testifies. At Lord of Host International Churches, Eliopramwa Road, off Wimpy Junction, Mile 4, Rumepri Comport Harcourt, we preach holiness without compromise. Through the inspiring, prophetic and expository teachings of Pastor Henry, bringing you in close understanding to appreciate life in Christ Jesus.